Hello and welcome to episode number 21 number of the 21. Geek Garage. Yeah, mm. number 21. We're All getting right. up there uh, of the Geek Garage podcast in case you didn't realize wh- which podcast you I, I forgot where on. I was completely, David. Yeah, I'm well, glad you reminded I'm, me. I'm glad that I'm here to, to you know... Let you know. Let me know. Where, <laughs> I download all my podcasts at random, so I never know what I'm listening to. That's a, that's a good way to be. Um, I am your host, David Dassall. With me today are uh, <laughs> having problems with your mic. Having so Always. many problems already yeah, there's, yep. off the bat. Yeah. Um, it's okay. We got this. So uh, with me today are uh, Roger. Or, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> Roger's not here. Uh, that would be Mark. <laughs> Mark Conwell and Jared Rigsby. Rigsby. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, Excited to be here. Good. Thank you so much for being here, both of you. Yeah. Uh, If you listen to our episode of where we did uh, Game of Thrones uh, season seven review, uh, you might recognize Mark. He was on that episode, except we kind of fucked up the audio on that where I accidentally used the microphone on my laptop to record instead of my microphones. So that was cool. Jared, he is new to the podcast as far as guests go. However, he is part of a group called Nashville Unsigned, and he will kind of plug that a little bit later on as far as what they do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he is not new to podcasts in general because they have one over at Nashville Unsigned. Uh, But yes, guys, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Excited. Yes. So we have a two and a half hour movie to discuss in uh, under one hour. <laughs> and the title of this podcast is Thanos Demands You Listen to This Podcast. Thanos. <laughs> Except that wasn't a very good villain yeah. voice. I'm, yeah. I'm just terrible. It's close. It's oh, close. Thanks, yeah. man. You I, could be I, the next Thanos. I right. Think. We'll, we'll play. <laughs> so, segment number one. We are basically going to spend just a few minutes each talking about our general thoughts and feelings about the movie Maybe uh, one or two things that we liked about it, one or two things that we didn't like about it, and uh, we'll we'll go with a, a letter grade that we would give the movie. Oh yeah, sound great. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. It can uh, be any letter we choose. Yes, so any like letter. An N. The letter Z. Yes, but if it's below G, then you have to specify what uh, value it, <laughs> what it, that and means. Weight it holds because I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It works. Yes. Uh, Jerry, do you want to start us off? Yeah, let's do it. So, my thoughts overall. This is definitely uh, probably the most epic Marvel movie out of all of them, right? Uh, leading up uh, to 10 years. I don't think it was that epic. It was glorious. <laughs> it was like Shakespeare. But really, I was really impressed at um, the feat they pulled off and uh, and the combination of everything that they've uh, they've plugged in, like finally coming to fruition mm-hmm. and like... Whoa, you know, um, I think a lot of us, a lot of fans, um, kind of thought that it would probably end the way it did, right? With the snap, we were, a lot of us were expecting that. Sure. But the lead up to it, there were so many um, like surprises, so many twists um, that I personally was way excited for. So, mm-hmm. my overall grade is definitely an A. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good job, Marvel. Um, yes. Way to do the team thing without screwing it up. Right. <clears throat> do you see? <clears throat> <laughs> um, complaints I had about the movie. <laughs> the only one that really sticks out um, in my head is how much of a punk Hulk was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Spoiler, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, spoilers I, I, I guess throughout. I forgot to, uh, forgot to put that. I mean... You can always edit and post. Right. Well, I mean, still, like, the, the people that listen to the podcast know that everything that we talk about is, like, just spoiler-filled. There's no spoiler-free bullshit that we do. It's, yeah. it's all... Uh, you know, full of spoilers, full so of that them. we can talk about it to its fullest extent. You've had a week, jeez. Yeah, right, come on. Click on a video about Infinity War, and you don't want to get Infinity War spoiled. And <laughs> yeah. bad pre-planning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but, uh, uh, tons and tons of spoilers tons in this of spoilers. episode. Right. Uh, Back around to it. Right. Um. So Hulk, um, squares up with Thanos like right off the bat, and you're like, oh yeah, Hulk. Thanos just schools him. Uh. One of my favorite fights out of the movie. It was a really simple fight, yeah. but it was awesome watching Thanos just like slip his punches and like <laughs> pull right. some straight up martial arts on Hulk. And that's that's what I'm thinking for next movie. Like mm-hmm. I think Hulk needs to like link up with uh, Captain America or the Winter Soldier and maybe learn a few punches and sure. some slips of some moves because Thanos just schooled him back. Right. Yeah, that uh, that would not be a waste of time um, for but, for Hulk. He needs to at least come back. Yeah, I'm assuming he's gonna have some kind of redemption yeah. in the yeah. next I'm movie. That's gonna be a major um, arc because you know, and it's interesting because you never think about that. Hulk is always the biggest, baddest dude, and it's like he's like raw, raw and, power, but he he matches up to someone as powerful as as Thanos, and right. Thanos is just like, well, I'm the better warrior, so you right. got schooled, son. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my only complaint, that he didn't come back. I wanted to um, see him square up. With yeah, the, I was definitely expecting, expecting him to have, like, this thing at the, like, towards the end in the final yeah. fight scene. Yeah. Where, where he, like, maybe busts out of the Hulk armor. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. At uh, least, like, square up with Cole Obsidian. That would have been a cool fight to watch. Yeah, But, sure. um, you know, I, I liked that. They were like, you know what, we're going to... You know, Bruce Banner, he's like, fine, I'll do it, you know, right. and he's like one-armed with the, you know, Hulk buster and like squares up. I'm yeah. like, you go, Bruce, but right. Hulk, shame. I, I think that was a good, because for so far, the Hulk's been kind of a one-note kind of character, like he just mm-hmm. smashes things. And yeah. then they started a little bit in Thor Ragnarok, kind of give him his own personality. Now they're right. giving him yeah. his own flaws. Like he's still a child, basically. Yeah. And he's a child that just got punched really hard, so he doesn't want to <laughs> say no. <laughs> you know, like he's just having a tantrum and sitting everything out now. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering how that uh, that pans out. Right. But uh, that's a good segue to Mr. Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. What'd you Mark, think, you, man, uh, overall? Uh, chime in with uh, haven't you people ever heard of um, discussing Marvel's Infinity War? Yeah, um, yeah. Overall, I thought it was a great movie. Um, I thought, I think my favorite parts of it was all the different character interactions. How they very early in the movie threw a lot of people together that hadn't interacted, like uh, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange had mm. good interactions, uh, throwing yeah. Spider-Man in there. Oh yeah. Um, and then just mixing in like the Guardians of the Galaxy um, folks with different people, sending like Captain America and um, some other people to Wakanda to interact. I thought that was the best strength of the movie. You gotten all these personalities in separate movies and now you're just really mixing them in yeah like a tremendous amount too yeah. it, was, it was hard to see like you know within their individual movies it's easy to place who's the most interesting guy you know the main character is the most interesting yeah. guy but now all of a sudden you have to take all of these most interesting guys and put them in a movie together yeah, they did a great and, job of balancing yeah. a bunch of very strong personalities yeah absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, what uh, letter grade would you give uh, this movie, Mark? Uh, yeah, I'd give it an A. A? Um, yeah. Nice traditional grade. <laughs> nice um, traditional. Yeah, I'd say, and then speaking of my biggest complaint, this is going to be a very odd one that a lot of people probably won't have a problem with, but um, have, are you all familiar with TV Tropes? It's a website that catalogs like a lot of reoccurring elements and 
Mm, uh, no, maybe. but it sounds like a kind of website that I should have bookmarked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, but they have a concept called the designated girl fight. Mm. It's basically in a movie and a show when... Uh, yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. I was hoping that you would bring it up because you put it more eloquently than I could. Yeah, so um, I probably won't be as eloquent now about it, but um, basically during the final battle at Wakanda, um, um, Proxima Midnight attacks Scarlet Witch, and then all suddenly... Um, Black Widow jumps out and is like, she's not alone. And then Okoye also jumps in. And it's kind of a reoccurring trope in things that if there's ever a large-scale battle, that the women will pair off mm. and fight each other, presumably because they don't want to show like men fighting women. Mm. But I think when you take something like superhero genre, uh, that it's odd having super-powered women, but then still treating them as though they need to be kind of right. like, protected or segregated. Yeah. But that's a very minor point. The movie overall is really great, and I'm probably one of like ten people actually complains about that scene. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we can we can talk a little bit about that uh, that scene a little later on when we get to you know talking about the the final battle scenes. But um, yeah, so all uh, we'll segue into my thoughts. So overall, like you two, I thought it was a fantastic film. I really liked how the Russo brothers kind of brought their own patented Russo brothers feel to this movie. Yeah. I really like what they did with, uh, with uh, winter soldier and what they did with civil war. Mm. And I was really hoping that they would kind of carry over that, that same look and feel uh, that, you know, that was, that made those two movies so great to infinity war. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, and to me, it, they didn't disappoint. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I really loved about the movie. Uh, not to get too pretentious or uh, weird or critiquey, but like it, I feel like it quote unquote transcended superhero movies. I, I think it did too. I like think it, it was meant to. Yeah. You know? To me, it didn't even feel like an Avengers movie. Like, uh, you know, the the first Avengers movie, you're like, okay, this this is a movie with a bunch of superheroes, a superhero yeah. ensemble, and you're like. That's how the Avengers is supposed to feel. And then Age of Ultron was basically like that, but instead of aliens, it was a bunch of robots. Right, <laughs> right. And this one felt like just something completely different, yet so familiar, but it, it just it just felt right, you know? Mm, it it just, did. It just felt right. I agree. I so that agree. was one of the things that I, I really liked about it. And then another, a third thing that I thought that they did really well is balancing all the characters. Uh, this is the the first Marvel movie where it's had this amount of characters and they made some interesting decisions to help balance out all the characters, like having, you know, a good group of them in Wakanda Mm -hmm. at the end. And then, you know, Tony and uh, Peter and Dr. Strange and everyone, you know, uh, flying throughout the universe on the donut and then eventually crashing on the donut. Yeah. yeah, Eventually crashing on Titan. So that was a a cool way to kind of break up the whole, having just a shit ton of superheroes in one location. Mm. Um, But yeah, overall I thought they did a really good job of balancing out all the characters. Um, One, like I, I tried really hard and I was really nitpicky about trying to find something that I disliked about the movie or thought could have done a little bit better. Mark, you brought up a, you know, a really good point with, with that one particular scene, but it was a very small thing. Like you said, um, 
the one thing that I was a little disappointed with was some of the character reunions, uh, specifically the reunion between Bruce and Natasha. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Because, um, and, and I'll, I'll kind of, I don't want to go in too deep here because we are still in segment one and, you know, this yeah, is yeah, we'll, we'll meant to be short <laughs> summations. But yeah, overall, like I, I thought it needed just a little bit more. Uh, I, I mean, I was... Like, he was back. Like, he was the only character that kind of came back that they weren't sure where the fuck he was. Yeah. And so when he came back, like, Natasha's just like, Bruce. And I was like, yes, like, do something, <laughs> react, like, like hug each other or, like, you know. I, 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 and it was it, awkward, it, it, I it think. Was it was just kind of like awkward. a fart in the wind. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, eh, hey. whatever. Oh, hey, Nat. I think you called her Nat. <laughs> right. Hey, Nat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're fighting. See ya. <laughs> right. But... Uh, we can, like I said, we can get into it later as to mm. why they maybe did that, and we can kind of um, play devil's advocate for that scene a little bit, and oh, yeah. some of the other reunions. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll go on and segue into segment two, which is basically just our freewheeling discussion, uh, and we just kind of we just uh, earlier on this week we picked a bunch of topics that we thought would make good, you know, touching points and. Uh, we will now discuss them. Don't you like that introduction? It was great, right? <laughs> we will perfect now. Extra introduction. Yeah. Well, the villains, I think that was a great um, yes. note to go on first because mm-hmm. the villains in this movie were really, they were different from other Avengers movies. Um, like you mentioned before, like you had the first Avengers and it was mm-hmm. like uh, one main bad guy, Loki, and then Alien Army. Right, so they're like, oh, right. of course, the Avengers will come together and and fight off this alien army. Mm-hmm. Then you have Avengers two, and then it's like robot army with one mega villain, where right. the plot kind of revolves. What was cool about this is the Black Order itself. They were like little mini bosses for yeah. each of our like the Avengers are so big now. You know, there's right, so yeah. many of them that it would just be like too too played out for this them to just fight um like the outriders like at the end the, right you know, the alien monster dudes that attacked wakanda um for those of you who don't know who the outriders are but uh you know the black order or the the children of thanos i think made really interesting um villains on a like one-on-one battles or like when you segment these little teams and like this part of the team you know squares off against you know this guy and um they all have their own personalities and different traits. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I actually thought they did a good job of giving them their own personality, even though they didn't get a whole lot of screen time, especially yeah. um, Ebony Maul, the uh, guy with the telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was actually, he could have been a villain in his own movie. They could have tried to pull like a DC. For sure. I agree, yeah. And have him come down in like a previous Avengers movie, which I'm yeah. glad they didn't, because Stephen Wolf was awful in Justice League. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's the explosion I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. Sorry, sideways. Um, but, yeah, so Ebony Mall I thought was great. Uh, the other ones um, were a little less developed, but I thought they were still interesting. Yeah, the thing, like, I thought Ebony Mall was pretty great. I was super surprised when he died, like, almost smack dab in the middle of the film. Mm-hmm. It might have been even before, like, the middle of the film. I was totally expecting him to be, like the the tropey like first uh first in command or the, yeah. the 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 first in command next to thanos uh he's gonna die like you know soon before we get to the the final fight scene that, yeah. that kind of thing and so i was actually very surprised and taken aback that 
and he gets sucked out into yeah. space, which was an awesome fucking scene. Right, right. And the, the whole Spider-Man. Uh, right. You guys seen that alien movie? <laughs> right. He's like, I forget what uh, what Tony says in in a uh, in a response to, to what he says. He's like, yeah, but the kid's seen more movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's enough pop culture references out of here. Right, yeah. But yeah, and Ebony Ma, like, he straight up won that first battle against oh, yeah. Doctor Strange. For and Doctor sure. Strange, like... Like he was the man in this movie. Like he yeah, was he really a he was up. a badass dude. Yeah. Um. I I like the change. Um. I might be the only one that has this opinion, but I kind of like the change in his abilities. Uh, Ebony Maw's abilities from the mm-hmm. comics. Like, okay. in the comics, he um he just manipulates your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. That gus thus the Ebony Maw type uh, thing. So he just like tells like kind of like uh Jessica Jones, the Purple Man. Yeah. Um. He could. Like get inside your mind and make you do things, which yeah. makes him really dangerous. But the the power itself is really like subtle. Um, I did like the change for the movie though that they made him like telekinetic. Like it's not just you know that one power. It gives him something kind of fun to do when they actually like square off against right. him, and they can keep Thanos as the um, the main villain with the right. big deep like storyline. Um, Because, like you said, Mark uh, Ebony Maw, like especially comic book Ebony Maw, could have had his own like movie. He's so in depth, you know. They even did put a little bit of a hint towards his comic book ability when he was um, torturing Doctor Strange, trying to like convince him what to do, which is like a very manipulative scene. Oh yeah, that was a pretty brutal scene to watch. I was like, oh, those are so many shards of glass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange is hardcore, man. It's like. Yeah. He, in his own movie, he like died how many times? Like a thousand times talking to Dormammu. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dormammu, okay. I've come to. What is he? I, I come to make. I've come a, to bargain. Uh, I've come to bargain. I've come to make a bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so that is a good point. Dark Strange probably is really good at resisting torture, but he's like, eh, I've been killed yeah. like a thousand. Yeah, times. I died <laughs> brutally a few thousand times by some dark dimension god. So yeah, whatever. Right. But, uh, let's talk uh, just a few minutes about Thanos. Uh, I thought. Uh, this was my particular opinion. Maybe other people won't share it, but um, so it's it's no surprise that the the villains in the MCU so far, from Iron Man to now, the villains have been inconsistent to say the least. Like we'll have a movie where the the villain is really awesome, and you know you can sympathize with them, and you know they're just a well-rounded villain. And then we'll have one movie where it's not that great because of the villain. Yeah. Uh, and and it kind of went back and forth with that, you know, up until now. And I thought that Thanos basically made up for all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was, yeah. I was willing to wipe this slate clean because they did such a great job with Thanos. And one of the main things was that they made him, like, they, they gave him the backstory, like, of uh, whether it was, you know... Um, uh, accurate to the comic books or not I don't know since I'm you know one of the three people here that doesn't really read comic books all that often but still like I I was glad that they kind of gave you a backstory and he wasn't just some big purple dude here to fuck shit up like yeah he had a reason as messed up as that reason may be yeah like he had a reason and they took the time to go into that reasoning as to why he wanted to wipe out half the universe's population definitely like yeah. it, it was 
it was almost like a like a Joker type of situation where you're like the Joker has like a, a good point on a really messed up level, but you don't want to re- you know admit that because you don't want to seem like a sociopath yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what connects both of those is they both you realize they both understand the problem. It's just that they created a bad solution to it, so they understand yeah. the issue. Just maybe murdering everybody's a bad right. solution. And that's the most realistic I think you can make a villain. You know, you're not just like, like mustache twirling. I'm here to rule the world. That's yeah. that trope's been kind of played out. So it's like having, having some background to your villain and like understanding why he does, he or she does the things they do is, right. uh, yeah, definitely a step in the right direction. Um, I think he also really brought that whole space opera vibe to it. I think that made it seem so epic right. off world. Right. So he's like, he's like a king in armor, you know? And, yeah. And like, they really like soul. I remember like when Thor first came out and everyone was like, Oh, I'm not sure who this like weird space, but yeah. they're like also as guardian, that kind of weirdness will play with audiences. And, and it totally did, especially when guardians of the galaxy, um, came out and yeah uh, you know and james gunn put that whole space opera vibe to it you yeah. know from like the 70s which you know you get the soundtrack from right but um thanos was kind of like a step in the more serious direction of that that space opera sure. genre and i think that really gave it like that edge of, yeah. of epicness yeah just in general just the more that marvel's leaning in towards some of the more outlandish concepts of comics the movies just keep on getting yeah. better and better yeah and then I think one thing I liked about Thanos is he kept his composure throughout most of the movie. Like a lot of times villains, they're angry and they scream and kind of rant and everything. But yeah. Thanos always um, kept calm, always seemed like he was in complete control. Yeah. Like, he and never felt like. I've he heard was other losing. theories on that. Yeah. Like he kind of lazily did his job because he halfway didn't want to do it. Like, which that would line up with some of his like comic incarnations, right? And and also why he didn't just obliterate everyone with the the gems that he already had. Right. Like this guy has like like everyone saw in the first Guardians movie what the power gem is actually capable of. Right. And he just kind of blasted people away with it, and it's mm-hmm. like he could probably annihilate the entire Earth just right there and then with right. that one gemstone. You yeah, know? I definitely think that's. Um, at the beginning when they're on the Asgardian ship, well, I guess it's technically not an Asgardian ship, but the ship with those Asgardians. With the Asgards, yeah. Um, that makes that, it an Asgardian ship yeah. because <laughs> it's a ship with Asgardians on it. <laughs> well, that's fair. So when the Hulk burst We're through... We're talking make and model here. <laughs> when the Hulk burst through the wall, um, one of the Black Order goes to help, but I believe it was Ebony Bog tells him that uh, Thanos wants to have his fun. So I think that's right. the entire movie. I think Thanos was not in any danger that he was just he enjoyed fighting and yeah. it gave him a good opportunity which is also why i think peter didn't actually mess anything up because i think as close as it seemed like they were to getting the gauntlet at oh, the end star lord you mean peter quill yeah yeah, yeah well, there's a couple peters yeah that so. is true <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah so, so i think thanos wasn't in any um danger of losing the gauntlet yeah he was just letting it see where it went yeah. yeah, and then Thor just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, by the way, I have this awesome new weapon, and you're screwed. Was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he just popped out of the sky and threw it at him, you know, and Thanos yes. was like, oh, oh, man. Yes, best entrance by a superhero ever. Oh, man, Thor. <laughs> Thor is on another level with this yeah. one, man. Uh, how did you guys feel? Uh, I, I mentioned this a little bit in my uh, my little short introduction at the beginning. Uh, as far as balancing the characters, do you feel like they, they did a, a decent job balancing all the characters? Um, yeah, for the most part. I yeah, think, I uh, think there's they, a few that I think 
didn't get as much screen time like uh, Black Widow and then Captain America just slight extent, but for the most part, for having like 800,000 characters in one yeah, movie. having right. all the characters. Every, and... Pretty much everyone got a good moment to shine, especially Doctor Strange, who really mm-hmm. stepped up in this movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I um, agree. I think, was that, uh, there was a, oh, yeah, uh, I, there was a an MVP talking point that oh, yeah. uh, we were discussing. I forgot where I put it in the notes. Um, yeah, a little further down there, I think. Yeah, yeah. But, um. I uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead, David. That's right. I mean, I was just gonna segue into the next talking point: the the favorite yeah. or best fight scenes. Oh yeah, okay, hit me now. Um, characters like the only complaint I might have, and I can totally understand this, is kind of the the Black Order. Um, like they got their screen time, but they were also just kind of like, uh, you know, here I am, another. Another general. I know a lot of other people have like, oh, I love the Black Order so much because like, like in the Infinity Gauntlet, like comic. Uh, well, I forget which one they were in. That was a that was a more recent uh, one. Yeah, I right? forgot what the storyline was um, called, but it's when. But they had such cool like backgrounds. Like Corpse yeah. Glaive was actually like the leader of it, and mm-hmm. like uh, Cole Obsidian um, was actually his little brother uh, named Black Dwarf, and like uh, Proxima Midnight was his wife. So they all had these like kind of like interesting backstory connections, mm-hmm. but like we said, with like two and a half hours and all of the Avengers, I can see why they right. kind of cut on on those bad yeah. guys' backstory. Especially since they were kind of clearing the board of them anyway by the end of the movie. I don't think they wanted yeah. to develop them too much because I imagine the next movies. I mean, Thanos has the gauntlet, so that's going to be yeah. Well, he thing. he destroyed the gauntlet by snapping. Mm, I think so it's still around because he. Uh, he used the space stone right after he uh, snapped. Uh-huh. So at least the space stone is still functional. So I think maybe it weakened it or you mm. can only do so much, but I think he still has it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a little uh, Easter egg in there that they placed um, with uh, Peter Dinklage's character. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And the... they, he still had the mold of the gauntlet. Right. Mm-hmm. So I figured since they showed us that little, little Easter egg, mm-hmm. that it might come back around in, yeah. like, in like the second movie. Yeah, it um, is. It is definitely possible. Uh, all right, so fight scenes. This is one of the things that I was really looking forward to. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, me personally, I uh, I thought they were all great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're they're all my favorite. Now. Yeah. Um, so there was so you had obviously you had your big fight scenes at the end, the the climactic ones. You had the one in Wakanda, and then you had the one on Titan, and then you uh, scattered throughout the movie, like uh, the beginning where uh, you know they're on the Asgardian ship or in New York. Uh, and then a couple others, you know, just smaller ones scattered throughout the movie. Uh, as far as those smaller scale fights, I would definitely... It's a close race between the one in New York where uh, the Black Order first shows up and they're flying Donut. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it, they face off against um, Spider-Man and Iron Man and Doctor Strange. And that's where, you know, they all kind of meet for the first time. Yeah. It's a close race between that and when Captain America and company shows up to help out uh, Wanda and Vision. Yeah. But if I had to choose, it would probably be that one. Yeah. Uh, because I'm a sucker for, like, awesome hand-to-hand combat Yeah, scenes. me too. I was going to say, that had a lot of uh, Winter Soldier vibe for in sure. it with and how that, they kind of I think that's and... the reason why I liked it, because although the, the other one was awesome... I mean, there's no doubt about it, but we've we've gotten those kinds of scenes before, and yeah. I I was very much looking forward to. I guess it goes back to the 
uh, me being excited about the Russo brothers bringing their like trademark vigorous uh, you know, fight scene, uh, especially the way that they're shot. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that just all kind of adds up into, uh, you know, the, the reason why I like that as one of the smaller scale fight scenes. Yeah. And just the fact that like Cap shows up like a friggin' badass and just catches, uh, catches her spear. Yeah. He's like, possibly nah, nah fam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they toned down some of that stuff, um, from the comics, mm-hmm. right? Like her, her spear and, like in the comics is like ridiculous it turns into like this bolt of light oh energy God, yeah. and like it's trying like, to catch it would have been suicide yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but i mean to like it's a good thing they made it a little more grounded because mm-hmm. goodness gracious how you know how much more uh, can they put in like a live action superhero movie right. than they already did without uh, with having that. without causing their audience members nosebleeds right for, right like, <laughs> like brain explosion right I do think they did a really good job with the fight scenes of having them all be unique. Like, it wasn't all just the same thing happening. Yeah. Like, they all had a different feel. Like, as yeah. you said, the um, one with Vision and Captain America and the subway station was a very, like, grounded fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you had the massive, like, army battle at the end. Then you had the good, like, everyone versus Thanos fight on Titan. So everything had kind of its own tone, which I really liked. Yeah, like the one-on-one, like even like the Thanos-Hulk uh, fight, like at the yeah. very beginning, mm-hmm. that was fun to watch. And that yeah. had a very Russo, like Winter Soldier-esque. For sure. But uh, it was fun seeing that on the big scale of like right. Thanos versus Hulk. It was very Hulk. short-lived. <laughs> Threw a knee in there. I'm right. Like, oh, oh. And, yeah. and then like tossed him over his shoulder. Right, yeah. We were we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago when, um, you know, we got back to work. We... Uh, we were talking about how Thanos was able to beat Hulk because Hulk is all about like these big, massive yeah. movements. Uh, and, you know, I, he's pure power. Right. And he never like he doesn't have to worry about losing because he rarely squares up with someone as right. powerful as he is. Yeah. But he's not used to being up against someone who's pretty much the same size and height as he is, mm-hmm. but can move more uh Agile, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Has more uh, fluid. You know, you, you, Thanos is basically like a, a, a like Hulk, but can move like a boxer, right. or MMA fighter. Yeah, he did, uh, and which that was, makes that was him great to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was a great introduction to his character and what his threat really was. Right. Um, yeah. Like it would have if it was just him and Hulk just throwing like haymakers at each other. It would have not been very impressive. Yeah, like, rah, rah, but then you get a rah. real sense of fear from, oh, this is why everyone's scared of Thanos. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, no, he's he's a warrior. He's not just a, a big guy. Yeah. And on the macro scale, like the like the Wakanda fight, I loved watching um, like Black Panther and Cap just mm-hmm. like charge into that group right. and start doing <laughs> their thing and just start scrapping with these monsters. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like everyone's charging and they're noticeably ahead of the group. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, like I, I seriously <laughs> laughed so hard at that point. It wasn't very long, but I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. And of course, of course, the Hulkbuster just like jumping in there and yeah. like she's like running. I you also know, like yeah, laughed. It's coming for you. Yeah, so hard at that point because oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's Bruce. But he can't be the Hulk, so he has to wear the Hulkbuster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when he fell or stumbled, uh, Okoye gave one of like the best like side eyes. Ever. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. like oh, this so, is what this is who's helping us. Yeah. Right. Be like, and and why do we want to help these people with, <laughs> yeah. with our vibranium? Yeah. Again? Right. Like cool like, suit guy. Uh, right. Um, yeah, but I gotta I hand know. it to War Machine too. War Machine really like. I think he stayed true to his like comic book name mm-hmm. where he really had like 
heavy duty artillery. Yeah. And yeah. like he would just he was just dropping bombs on him. Oh like, yeah, that big like, explosion scene yeah. where that, and it really differentiated him from Iron Man. You know, because sure. a lot of other movies he was just I'm just kind of like Iron Man, gray but with, Iron Man. with yeah, gray Iron Man with like guns instead right. of lasers. You know, in this one he was just like popping out the missile launchers yeah. and like it was it was great to yeah. see. Yeah, him he's like I might not have the cool suit that like just comes over like a, a, a pixel uh, pixelated thing forming over my body. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I might not have that suit, but boy, do I have some fucking guns right, right. to this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I it's know. not hammer tech like last time. <laughs> and I felt the same way about uh, like Falcon in the Civil War movie where mm-hmm. Falcon shows up and he's like, oh, I'm not just a guy in a wingsuit anymore. Like right. I have all these like different like, you know, high tech gadgets and stuff that I, yeah. I utilize um, as well. But I think you really have to give it to everybody in that battle. Like every time you would see someone do something like amazing and like a big damn hero moment, but then someone else would do something equal or above. Yeah, it. yeah, like you're right. When, uh, Scarlet Witch threw those big like oh, machines man. up in the air. Yeah, dude, she was probably the MVP of that particular yeah. battle. Yes. just because wow, that like was, holy crap. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, that just happened. Yeah, she, she just got ran over by like four big wheels. That, and that is it her like, that took out? Uh, Glaive, Corvus Glaive. She um, wait, who did take out Glaive? She took out Proxima Midnight. She threw her into one of the. That's what. That's things. what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. She I threw. And uh, I poor, remember who. Poor Vision had it rough in this one. Yeah. Speaking of fights, he uh, he was in a lot of fights. And yes. Didn't, didn't exactly win a lot of them. Yeah. No, yeah. He, no, he lost pretty much all of them. He got uh, Which he, is not like Vision because he has one of the stones in. in yeah, his exactly. Blood. That's what I was so like shocked. I'm like, dude, this guy is rocking an Infinity Gem. I think it's. He's basically because he was up. trying to heal up the entire yeah, right because right. he did get stabbed. He did like, get stabbed in, in the, chest. the first three minutes of yeah. his uh, his introduction. Yeah, in the and that glaive yeah, is did. serious business. Right, um, comic, you know, comic he origins. Mention, he was basically like, "This isn't doing what it should be doing after I get stabbed." Oh, like he's like, "I'm not healing right. as I should." That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, smart planning on the uh, Black Order's part. <laughs> right, right. Sneak up on the powerful guy with yeah. the gem and right. Uh, uh, as far as the two big fight scenes at the end, do you guys have a favorite out of those two? Oh, um, um, man. Seriously, though. I would, I would uh, say the everyone versus Thanos fight was mine by a slight Me too. Edge. Me too. Um, the one on, on Titan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a couple of things that, like, shocked me. that I was like, oh, that was interesting. Like, uh using mantis to put him to sleep yeah Yeah. i was like oh duh like of course she can do that because she like has been doing that to ego for all these years like you know she can help a celestial sleep then she can help you know knock out thanos right um Um, and then dr strange yeah that was my biggest thing i liked the dr strange movie um it was good but it was very like he created some sparky swords and some stuff like that and that was about the extent of the magic yeah and this one like he actually felt like he was the most powerful wizard on earth like right. when he um created the duplicates of himself all the portals he made and then i really liked when thanos threw some like rocks or something at him and he turned him into butterflies <laughs> i think i think that was like that was like the reality gem like oh, thanos really? or, i mean uh doctor strange was like countering something he did with like the reality stone yeah that, that like blew my mind because he like changed whatever yeah whatever weird like thing he kind of created with the reality uh gem into like bubbles like butterflies you know yeah. i was like wait what what just it just like it was like a double mind fuck like what just happened like well, yeah, so yep yeah, as dr strange he was going toe-to-toe with thanos when thanos had three or four infinity gems at that point mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah, yeah. He had um. He had. Reality. He hadn't quite got the the time gym. Yet. Yeah, he had. He didn't have the mind or time. So yeah, he had yeah. four infinity gems. Yeah. And Doctor Strange was putting up a very solid fight. Yeah, right? yeah, and like all of them really when they all like squared up. I loved watching like Spider Man trying to pull off the the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. like go, go, I think I got Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. and they almost had it too, man. But uh, and we haven't touched on a whole lot yet. But the humor. Yeah. Of the whole movie it was great, but then in that scene when Spider Man's jumping through the portals and he was like, "Teleport kick." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like things like that really make me want them to do a Spider Man and Deadpool movie. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it would yeah, be. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it would. They would have to cast someone other than Tom Holland as Spider Man, mm-hmm. and I don't want another Spider Man origin story. Or but that. if if they were able to, in, in a perfect world, um, if they were able to do a Spider-Man and a Deadpool movie, I thought. Yeah. Be Maybe with well. the Fox merger. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I yeah. actually put that down in my notes uh, yeah. today because I was, you know, I saw that last night. I was like, what, yeah. what, what is, what does this mean? What, yeah. what does yeah. this mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's the further conglomerization of American media, but the plus side is we might get to see Deadpool make dick jokes at Spider-Man. So right. <laughs> right. Yes. Down to everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the important thing to take yeah. away from here. I kind of feel like they'll be able to, um, kind of retroactively introduce um, mutants mm-hmm. after all this with Infinity War because they're yeah. messing with reality yeah, as I'm it is. Yeah, I'm actually very curious if they do something with that. So I feel like this would be a good opportunity to kind of segue like, oh, uh, we put everything back to normal, but there's been some slight tweaks in how reality works, and now there's mutants on Earth, and they've right. been here the whole time. You know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be great. They, they're like, we'll reverse everything he did, and then they're like, who are all these mutants? They're like, ah, eh, close enough, whatever. Right. <laughs> and they already made like Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver out of um, the Mind Gem, right? Uh-huh. They like created them with with an Infinity Gem. So it's like, why can't they just retroactively create all the mutants through yeah. some sort of in, you know Infinity Gem? For sure. Just thoughts. Yeah. Just thoughts, MCU. Um. Uh, y'all want to talk about some uh, some meetups and reunions because uh, this movie had a lot of them. Oh man. Uh, so I mean, yeah. Uh, a couple big ones, Thor and the Guardians, kind of like towards the beginning of the movie when yeah. just flew splat on their uh, <laughs> right. on their windshield. He's like, ah, wipers, 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 wipers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was funny as fuck. Yeah, um, because the the whole thing where Drax is like, this isn't a this isn't a dude. You're a dude. You're a That's dude. a man. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really like uh, Rocket Raccoon and um and Thor's kind of dynamic. Right. Where like Rocket was kind of like they both used humor to kind of like dodge, you know more like deeper darker emotions sure. and i like i love how they even touched on that oh yeah. Like, yeah yeah thor thor's a goofy guy but he's like i've lost my mother my father my brother and <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, oh, like oh a week. yeah yeah like, thor ragnarok happened the day before this <laughs> right yeah. right and and rockets and rocket had done that in a similar way in uh, guardians 2 uh-huh. where he was kind of like you know, he pushes his emotions down and, and does jokes in, instead right. of them. But, you know, they both have kind of those demons and they could both talk about it for a second because it's like you had this new take on Thor where he's a lot funnier than he was in the first two. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, I have to address the fact that I've lost 
all of my family right. and my I, people. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm out here still making jokes. Like, I like his comment about Loki. He's like, it's possible he's not dead, but he looked pretty dead. Yeah. But he, he might not be dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's done it before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the other one, uh, another one is Tony and uh, Doctor Strange. Um, I love how Tony is just like, uh, who are you? Is the circus in town? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, well, of course you're here living under my nose like nothing fucking surprises right, me Right, right. <laughs> and yeah. there's wizards. Okay, right. cool. I did really like when Spider-Man shows up um, at the battle at the beginning in York against Ebony Maul. And uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but Tony's basically like, Hey, we're fighting these aliens. Also, there's wizards now, and they're on our side. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's wizards. Yeah, he's like, what do I need to do, Mr. Stark? Uh, the wizard is flying up into the air uh, to the <laughs> flying donut. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, no, their interaction was great. They're very, they're somewhat similar characters, so it was nice seeing them kind of bounce off of yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, technology versus magic. Yeah, but also element. both being kind of like arrogant and egotistical. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Mustache bros, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or is it goatee bros? <laughs> the whole, Something the whole like deal. that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, I guess uh, the one of the other ones is Guardians and like Tony and company when uh, when they kind of meet on, I do they meet on Titan? Mm-hmm. Is that when they yeah. first yeah. meet? Uh, yeah. And all they know is that they don't know the other people. Yeah. And that whole like scuffle between all of them where – you know, they're they're just shooting at each other and, you know, flying through the air. Yeah, and I like to... how random is like, we're the Avengers, dude. He's like, wait, the Avengers? I've actually heard of you guys. <laughs> right. Like, really? In outer space? Yeah. Yeah, um, Thor. One of my favorite lines in the movie was when um, Tony asked the Guardians, like, who do you serve? And um, Peter Quill goes, am I supposed to say Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I liked I liked seeing them... Um, in relation to one another as far as their power levels go. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's easy to see, like you could tell that like Captain America and Spider-Man are like super powered compared to most other humans. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you watch the guardians movies, you're like, well, I I'm assuming like some of them are at least a little super powered, like, right. like uh, Drax or, uh, or uh, Gamora, but you don't quite, you can't don't quite know how to, them up with yeah. the rest of the yeah, Avengers. This, this ser- that scene served as a really good, um, I guess, litmus test yeah. for how all of their powers match up against each other. Yeah, and Star Lord, like I think he had um, a lot of interesting um, elements to him that were unique to him. Right. Uh, so he didn't just look like another flying guy shooting blasters. Yeah, or, you, you were know. kind of reminded th- about how you know he grew up being uh, a Ravenger and. Yeah. Uh, his trademark thing is being able to fly around and dodge shit yeah. and, you know, get out of sticky and, and situations. And his, his trickiness. He's yeah, like a yeah. super tricky guy. And, and that's like out of the box kind of thinking. You're like, well, mm-hmm. that is a superpower. Cause it's like, you know, he was flipping around and then all of a sudden like, uh, uh, Thanos sees like this bomb connected to him. He's like, Oh crap. And just explodes <laughs> on him, you know, right. <laughs> it's like, he just really sneaky like that. And, and that was a, a cool part of his yeah. character. Um, oh, and then also, one thing I mentioned, one of my favorite parts, so I loved uh, Iron Man's new armor. Yeah. The nano mm-hmm. tech Man, armor. that yeah. was next level, wasn't yeah. it? He had, like, shields and laser swords. Yeah, and, and could, like, like, morph into what he wanted. That yeah. was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah. Like, his new armor. Uh, there's a couple others. Uh, you know, Bucky and Rocket, you know, they're, uh, they're seen 
in Wakanda when he's just <laughs> like, can, can I get that arm? And he's just like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get that arm. Yeah. He later like spins him around, doesn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. Him picks him up with a gun. And, and so like, he's yeah. got the Winter Soldier has a gun in his hand and, and Rocket Raccoon in his other hand. That was, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, one, of, one of my favorite meetups was when uh, Bruce and Cap and everyone gets to Wakanda and they're they're kind of giving them the lowdown on the the Mind Stone inside Vision. Mm -hmm. And Bruce is basically, um, he's uh, emasculated by by, um, Shuri, I think Mm -hmm. that's her name. Uh, he's like, uh, he's telling her, trying to give her the lowdown on what's going on. And she's like, well, did you try this? And he's like, I did not think of that. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was, uh, that was, you know, a, a pretty fun scene to watch. But in his defense, uh, he did not get to grow up in a city where uh, vibranium is, is there. And it's the only repository in the world yeah. for vibranium. So... In his defense. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to for the next movies. I really hope that her and uh, Tony Stark um, interact with each other because I would love to see, like, his ego bouncing against her kind of um, optimistic, like, more carefree attitude towards yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so did uh, – we don't have to talk about the things that made you cry. Uh, Spider-Man. But, Spider-Man made me cry. I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, things that definitely got me emotional. Uh, that it was. I think that one got everyone was when, because I think we all decided that the reason why that one was different was because Spider-Man has his spidey senses, and he felt it coming, uh, you know, uh, much sooner than everyone else did. Everyone else was like, oh my God, I'm turning into ash. And yeah. then he's like, you know, I, I saw it like 10 seconds before it's happening. He's like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, and so that was pretty emotional. And he, by that point, him and Tony were kind of like finally coming together as far as like Tony having to hound him as like his makeshift father, for, yeah. you know, to like, Hey, you need to, you know, do this and listen to what I say. And, right. Right. Um, all that. So I think that was why, um, it, it resonated with audiences. Uh, the one that got me, uh, really choked up was when, uh, Wanda had to kill vision and she oh, actually man. did. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that the movie would have been the same if she was like, I can't do it. Uh, and then, didn't do it. So I, I think that it really helped the, um, the, the tone of the movie when she actually decided to, you know, take him up on his sacrificial offering only to have himself brought back from the dead. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's a very dramatic, uh, traumatic experience. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Poor guy. Ooh. Ooh. And then he had like that whole gray looking like uh, post-mortem vision. That was, Uh, yeah, that was brutal. Uh, not great. Yeah. I gotta say the the scenes between Thanos and Gamora um, mm-hmm. with the oh, Soul yeah. Stone, yes. like that was like, whoa, uh, yeah. Like and also it, it gave that complexity mm-hmm. um, to Thanos. She's like, you don't love anything, and he's like, crap, I love you. Got right. thing. <laughs> like, like no, yeah. I have to throw you off this oh, cliff. Love. That would have been real embarrassing if you threw her off and it still didn't work. It's like, oh, maybe uh, I didn't I, love yeah. her. Oh. <laughs> I, I guess Ooh. I just oh, love. Uh, Ice cream, maybe? maybe. Ice cream? <laughs> souls. I love souls. The oh, souls, man. Give me the souls. Uh, yeah. So do you think that this movie had an MVP? 
I say Doctor Strange. I say Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, I would as say well. that too. Um, not just the cool fight scene with Thanos, but nah, I'd, I'd say it was something totally different. Him going forward scenes. in time with the Time Stone mm-hmm. to see all of the possible outcomes was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, and then you knew you knew he was doing what needed to be done right. when there he was, handed them. Yeah, there was one outcome, and he knew that he was going to die because he said to Tony as he's fading away, he's like, "It's uh, I forget exactly what he said verbatim, yeah. but it's like it's the only way, or it was the only way." So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he mentions in the Flying Donut, um, before they get there, he, he t- tells uh, Iron Man and Spider Man, he's like, "Look, if it comes down to me saving one of you or the the time uh, gem, yeah. it's going to be the time gem. Right. That's that's my job to protect it." Yeah. And then him giving it over in order to quote unquote save uh, Tony's life, um, right. you knew something was up then. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that's when I knew he was doing the right thing there. And he was like, you know, doing yeah. his little meditation and uh, paying it forward. We'll see how it, how it ends up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I have a feeling that we might, uh, we might see some of those folks again. And that is a great segue into segment three and our last segment where we talk about our predictions for the future. Um, let's, uh, I think one of the most important things is we talk about who we think is dead for good and who might come back in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, I personally am not 100% sold on anyone's death. That's not to say that if someone turned up really dead, like honestly dead and isn't coming back, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, I do think that everyone that turned to Ash at the uh, at the end, yeah. I feel like all those people are going to come back. In, yeah. in Not just way. the ones with sequels, right? But all yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they've all kind of gone to the same place. And once someone, whether it's uh, you know Tony or um, uh, or Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, gets uh, gets a hold of the the time gem. You know, maybe that's the thing that happens. Yeah. You know, they reverse back time yeah. and bring back everyone, or maybe they find a way into the Soul Stone land. Yeah, that's that's the theory I've heard is that they all went to uh, that Soul World, right? Um, inside the Soul Stone. And as far as predictions go, it's kind of something you have to try and piece together. I think, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, the um, the gauntlet the, um, on on the planet with D- uh, Peter Dinklage at right. the forge. Um, me meaning he could potentially forge another one um, if if the previous gauntlet is actually destroyed after using yeah. all of the Infinity Gems. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of looking at Easter eggs that they'll pay off later because sure. they did such a good job in paying off so many, even like like minor Easter eggs, like the eyeball that Rocket got mm-hmm. um, from that Ravenger that Groot brought him in yeah. Guardians 2. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, that's for Thor. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, man, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, so now Thor has an eye. Um, but I, I was trying to look for things that'll kind of like come back and, and just think about how on earth they're going to, they're going to do, I don't know how they're going to pull it back, but, uh, I'm sure something from the comics is going to have to play a, a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you might know more about that than me. Um, well, I doubt because in the comics, this would be about the time that they'd be introducing Adam Warlock, but I don't think they're going to do that yet. Yeah, that's another um, interesting one because they did tease him at the end of uh, Guardians, Guardians 2. Yeah. I think Captain Marvel is probably going to play Adam Strange's role to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, my only real main prediction that I feel has a decent possibility of happening is I think the entire 
reason that Doctor Strange did what he did is the intention is to make uh, Thanos regret killing Gamora. So that's why Mantis was manipulating his emotions and why um, uh, Peter Quill was yelling at him about Gamora. So I think he's going to bring Gamora back to life, uh, but since he paid for the Soul Stone with her death, that mm-hmm. it's going to make him lose control of it. Uh, oh, and that might be why, how everyone comes back from the Soul Realm. That's a, that's a cool way to look at it. That's interesting. Yeah, because it has something to do with that Soul Stone. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, either way you look at it, and then how they're going to pay that off with like the Adam Warlock tease they put and... Yeah, I like, just don't know. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if you'll play that same role, right? Because you have like uh, C- Captain Marvel coming in. She's definitely going to have a big role yeah. in the second one, um, one way or another. Because mm-hmm. um, they're, they're yeah, and I think it'd be up to bat. odd to set up Captain Marvel like they are right now, having her show up and then be like, "Oh yeah, also Adam Warlock's here, and he's more important." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> she, she'll probably take over his his role then. Yeah, I maybe it's not all the exact specifics, but kind of that general idea. Yeah. Yeah, and some something crazy with the gems. I don't know. I mean, he did it to the whole universe, so it's like you leave the movie thinking. Oh, that would be interesting if it does. Like, if everybody's outraged now, like maybe if like the Celestials get get word of something crazy just happened in the universe. Like, where where all the people go? I would because I don't know what to do. So in the original Infinity Gauntlet story, there's a scene where Thanos goes toe to toe with all of like the biggest. Uh, hitters in the Marvel Universe, mm. even significantly above the superheroes. And I would love to see even a small scene of something like that. Yeah. Was like, it like the Sentinel and... Uh, uh, he fought uh, two Celestials, like Eternity, Infinity. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I forgot who else was hate and love. Maybe I forgot all, everyone who was there, but it was all like the people who make superheroes look like ants. Right, right, yeah. The Celestials. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, what I've heard is, like, th- this was kind of a time-sensitive, um, they shot it as in, like, it's a heist movie, because Thanos is trying to get all this done before the the Celestials actually, like, catch oh, up that would be and neat. catch word of what he's trying to do, because he might actually, you know, get stopped by one of them, even with the gauntlet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, this actually, um, this is going the opposite of what this actual segment should be but um i did think that all this may have been caused by loki replacing odin uh, oh without yeah. odin because uh thanos does everything very quickly he goes from having no stones to six of them real quickly and i yeah. think it's because he realized odin was no longer watching you're right you're so right then he was free to do what he wanted so mm. i think it's in the end loki's fault yeah <laughs> in the end yeah everything's loki's fault yeah. in the end. what if loki comes back in uh, in part two, and he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry about that. I'm 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 back now, and I'm going to actually do something." <laughs> yeah, like, I, oh, I, I am very on, sorry about everyone dying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was it was my fault. I died too. <laughs> I died neither, too. That's neither here nor there, <laughs> and I am back now, and I I have more powers. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's super Loki. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think we, we covered uh, quite a bit of material in under an hour. Yeah. Um, uh, are there any anything, uh, is there anything else that you guys feel like we need to touch on that we didn't touch on? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think we covered, did. covered all the bases pretty, pretty good, I think. Yeah. As far as I can think of off yeah. the top of my head, because that, 
There was a lot going on in yeah. this movie. I'll probably yeah, think just, of something tomorrow and be like, oh, we got to film another episode. Right. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah I think I we're... need to re- re-watch the movie. Yeah. Sure there's yeah. a lot of stuff I'm forgetting. Yeah, I think we're all, everyone in the office, uh, the three of us, and then a few other people are planning on a, a mass field trip to, to go try and go see it again. Yeah. Because I definitely would like to see it again, so... Um, Jared, you want to tell people about Nashville Unsigned since you were gracious oh. enough to be a guest. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just like a, a quick rundown of what y'all do and where we can find you on the internet. Right. So um, Nashville Unsigned is a, is a network for uh, unsigned artists um, in and around the Nashville area. Um, eventually, we want to grow it larger. But there's such a, a big music community here and mm-hmm. a professional music what, community. What, musicians play here in Nashville? Yeah, that sometimes. Make, that, you know, sometimes you walk down the road and you see people. <laughs> but, but yeah, since there's so many awesome um, uh, people and, and studios here, um, there's no reason why you can't make a, somewhat of a decent career out of mm-hmm. your music. And uh, that's, that's kind of what we hit on. We want to... Uh, Teach those who uh, who are just getting their feet wet, and support those who are who are well into it now. And sure. We have our own podcast. It's called yeah. the Nashville Unsigned mm-hmm. Podcast. How, uh, how previously the news in you, right. but yeah, Nashville Unsigned Podcast has a little bit better SEO, so we just went with that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, a podcast with a name that's based off of your actual company's name. Right. Right. Is it? I, in my opinion, a smart choice especially yeah. for seo yeah, and, thank you. And, and google searches we try. And, yeah. yeah all that uh where uh, if people want to find you places oh yeah find us um nashvilleunsigned.com come mm-hmm. make a profile come come interact with our community um we got a lot of people rocking and rolling we throw shows um yeah so you can catch up with us there or on facebook or any of the socials excellent oh and spotify we had a pretty cool curated list on spotify cool so check that out excellent Jared, yeah. thank you. Thank you, David. Mark, do Mark. you want to plug anything? Um, no, uh, I'll be doing a one-man show, but <laughs> it's literally for no audience. It's just for me, so no one's invited. So. <laughs> nice. Is it is it in your shower where you like you take both the conditioner and shampoo and meld it together in your hands, and you're like, what will happen next? And, <laughs> Suck um, your head into a vortex. Yeah, yeah, it's been getting pretty rave reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, that's exactly what I'm doing. How did you find out? Have you been reading my dream journal again? <laughs> my dream journal. That's perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, being here. I, I greatly appreciate you being guests. And thank you, audience, for listening to this episode. And I'm very sorry that it has been like 17 months between this episode and our last episode. <laughs> uh, I promise that we're not dead. We're just really busy so yeah thank you for listening and we will talk to you soon bye adios adios oh yeah new sign off line uh be kind stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake all right yeah (laughs) yeah